Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If hashtag girl boss doesn't really do it for you, but you're not ready to pack it in, we have a place for you. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. No, not the one that's on trial for defrauding investors, though. And I'm so glad you're here. Friends, first of all, I am super excited to be here today recording this. I'm pushing past some fear and I'm evolving this podcast into a weekly deal. And I'm excited to see where this takes us as you are on this ride with me. I want to say this podcast has been a gift so far. It's one of those gifts that's pushed me right out of my comfort zone and I'm kind of hanging out there and it turns out it's not that awful. It's been such a rush to hear from some of you listeners. Thank you. And you've said amazing things like you saw themselves in an episode or it made you laugh and that is just manna from heaven for me. So thank you. It's a creative outlet for me. I'm learning as I go along, but I'm so happy to have you here with me as I continue to figure it out. I decided to launch this new season around the theme of relationships, all kinds of relationships. Initially, I thought I would do it around friendships, but as I kind of dove into the idea of friendships, what I discovered was like each of my individual friendships is a rich tapestry. But the topic of friendship there isn't really that much to say about it, really. Like, they're great, and um, it's good to have them, and sometimes they get shitty. But it felt like expanding it to, like, more types of relationships just gave me a little bit more room to play, and I felt great. So here I am about relationships. You've probably all heard the saying about friendships being for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? But that's true for all kinds of relationships. And right now, I'm having a big moment with relationships, so that's where I want to explore, and it'll be fun. So for now, let's dive into this week's episode, which was inspired in part by something I heard on Jay Shetty's podcast, which is called On Purpose. A little side note, I had to look up the name of Jay's podcast just now, and I saw that he has an episode out with Rachel Hollis as a guest. And to Ms. Hollis, I feel like I need to say, like, girl, what the hell? Because seriously, talk about a fall from grace. And if you don't know about the Rachel Hollis drama, do a quick Google search, and that will get you up to speed. And we all know she's just going to rise from those ashes, right? We all love a great redemption story. Anyway, that's possibly like a future conversation for future episodes. I'll put a pin in that. But I just needed to take a second and comment that if you're in a hole, girl, stop digging, friend. And maybe her next book could be like, girl, start apologizing. Anyway, back to what I have at hand. During these unprecedented times, and I swear as I wrote unprecedented, I wanted to just smack my own face because Jesus, like that word and this last 18 months or whatever, God. But there isn't a good synonym. I mean, I looked and there's bizarre, freakish, abnormal, and those are all fun in their own way, but they are just not quite it. I went down a rabbit hole of synonyms as a distraction from writing this piece. So just I'm here to say that I fully sussed it out and I'm sticking with unprecedented. So during this unprecedented time, I've had an honest reordering of my priorities in life. I'd been laboring under the illusion that my priorities were in fairly good order since I had a big purge of shit from my life almost a decade ago that upended everything. But it turns out some bullshit had crept back in 
as well as there was some bullshit I can now identify that never left. So I've been super motivated to get my shit square, spend my energy where it's meaningful to me, take back any power I've been giving away, all that sort of thing. At the top of my priority list are my relationships. I've been thinking about how I can create deeper connections and show up better for the people I care about. Enter the Jay Shetty podcast episode where Jay was talking about 12 lessons learned in the last 12 months. Lord knows I love a good listicle, so I tuned in. The one lesson he shared that really smacked me in the face was celebrate people why they are here. And I mean, hell yeah, Jay, yes. Fantastic lesson. As this turbulent season has rolled on, there has been so much loss and grief. There are a couple losses in my immediate orbit within weeks of each other that took my breath away. Unexpected and senseless loss has a way of doing that. But what can we do in response that can help us find some joy in the depths of that pain? Celebrate while we are here. Celebrate that we are here. Celebrate that you are here. So what can that look like? Starting at like the 10,000 foot view, like at the community level, I'd suggest naming the things after the people while they're still alive. Like name the damn building, the street, the scholarship, do it while they're here. I mean, for sure, maybe some will attempt to demure that whole, oh, who me? I haven't done that much thing, but let's not let that stop us. The celebration is for the other people so they can tell you what you mean to them while you are here. The ritual of a public celebration makes it easier and more likely that those words will be said. We lost a marvelous community activist in May, and I would give anything if I could let Jane know what her attitude and spirit meant to me and how often I've thought of her over the years when I'm attempting something new. I know she got told no a lot and that she was thinking too big And it didn't appear to stop her. And that is so fucking inspiring to a big chicken like me. It's amazing to me when someone like that can see how much potential you have to be a great community. And maybe most people don't see it. And then to act on it and elevate your community. That is magic, friend. That is alchemy. So there at the community level, there you go. Name the things and call out the people who are doing great things. To get it to a more personal level, I'd suggest tell people that you love that you love them. That sounds so simple, doesn't it? But even tell people that you like that you like them. If someone does something you think is fucking awesome, drop them a line and say how fucking awesome you thought it was. Don't just think it in your head. We're all going through this life wondering if we're making a difference. Use your words to make an impact. You see how I said that like a mom? Use your words to make a positive impact. Once a mom, always a mom. Honestly, historically, this has not been my strong suit. And by historically, I mean like, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago. Not only am I one of your garden variety, cynical, jaded Gen Xers. Also, fun fact, I was raised in a family where caring about something equaled weakness and was thought to be very uncool. And being cool was like the best thing you could be. To be cool was to not care. And I wanted to be the best at that. So I perfected that detachment for a long ass time. Now, upon reflection, I have to ask, how stupid is that? Like, what do you honestly gain from not letting people know that you care about them, what you care about, or how cool you think people are? 
It doesn't take anything away from you to admire someone else. And I truly believe that a measure of maturity is your ability to be fully happy for someone else's success. And like, where did the belief come from that throttling your love or metering out like it's saffron was the way to go? I mean, I'm just kidding. I totally know where it came from. I'm an aware human in society, but I'm also releasing that belief. And this next thing I'm going to say is so fucking cheesy. I can't believe it's coming out of my mouth. But you aren't going to exhaust your supply of love. You just aren't. You just get more. Honestly, I started the process of releasing the habit of holding back my love and affection for people when I created humans with my body. And I've never been able to hold back my love for my littles who are now bigs. They cracked the ice cave that was my heart. And at this point in my life, it's melted so much that not even Freezemizer could save it. It's a practice, though, and I'm working on it. There are so many simple ways to celebrate your people. So simple. Besides telling people in person, if that feels weird or it's quarantine season, send emails telling people you appreciate them or even that you're thinking about them. Be specific about what you love. I think that's easier to accept. And who doesn't love to hear that someone else finds them exceptional? In another podcast I'm a part of, Trust Tree Talks, we interviewed a woman named Marty, who's vice president at a credit union over in eastern Washington. And her answer to the question of how she fills her cup up to keep going was that she sends cards to people several a week saying thanks, saying good job, saying I'm thinking of you. I thought that was so brilliant and a practice I started after talking to her. I will say that tracking down people's physical addresses takes a little more legwork than it used to. I want to give a little shout out to the old phone book, but it's absolutely worth it. It says, I love you when you simply show someone that you see them. And now let's take it even a little more personal and talk about celebrating yourself. An example of this for me is that I'm so guilty of not wanting to celebrate my birthday because I haven't enjoyed the number getting bigger. Being told you look good for your age isn't quite the thrill that you think it is. Also, the birthday thing has felt a little bit self-indulgent or self-centered since I stopped having slumber parties. Like, oh, I'm so awesome. Celebrate me. And you know what? Like, hell yeah, you are awesome. And yes, you should be celebrated. What a gift it is to see another year. Why wouldn't you want to share that joy with friends and family and thank them for their part in your journey through life? They think you're fantastic. Let them tell you. And don't limit it to once a year. Celebrate the milestones. Celebrate the triumphs. Celebrate the seasons. Celebrate the losses. Celebrate that you're here now. That's all reason enough to celebrate. This idea of celebration moved way up on my priorities list. It dovetails nicely with my intention to find more joy in life. I want to say start now. I hate to be a downer, but nothing is guaranteed. The Stoics are right. Keeping death in the forefront of your mind isn't morbid. It's freeing. Related to this idea of celebrating people while they're here, I'm working on honoring those that have ended their earthly journeys by doing something. Really, just doing something. Being of service. Find something that will make people's lives better and do it. It's so easy to get overwhelmed by the avalanche of horrible news. You can get swept away by outrage culture and spend significant effort hand-wringing over everything that's wrong in our society. And friends, no doubt, that is legion. But hand-wringing doesn't change anything. Taking action does. 
And in that space of movement, I found some relief from my grief. I've been guilty of thinking I can't make a difference, of course. That small efforts aren't worth it and only huge sweeping efforts are going to make a difference. And that's simply not the truth. Your service matters. If you can't think of something you want to do, try to think of something a loved one can no longer do and pursue that. Assist someone in their efforts to make a difference. But get out of your own head and get off the keyboard and get moving. Okay, to be fair, a keyboard can be involved in being of service, okay? Don't throw that baby out with the bathwater, but you get my point. I guarantee you it feels better than thinking about taking action. And again, here, it's a practice. Celebrate that you're here and you're able to do these things to make life better. That's really something to celebrate. Thanks for listening. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave me a solid review. If you want to take this to the next level, you can sign up for my newsletter at radiantbadass.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at radiantbadass. You know, I'd love to hear from you. And as always, thank you to my producer and coach, Chris Martin. Hit him up at curiosity.builders or Chris Martin Studios for your chance to work with him. This has been the Radiant Badass. I'm Elizabeth Holmes. See you next time.